Now, here's everybody's favorite millennial. Adam Crowley (laughs) on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. No Brian LaMartina. He's off for the week. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. We doing radio up in here. The Steelers have found themselves. We'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. Vontez Perfect, not taking my advice, has blocked me on Twitter.com. Not after the whistle, though, so it's all good. Vontez Perfect reportedly not going to be suspended by the National Football League and instead is going to be fined. How in the world does it make any sense at all for a repeat offender who put his elbow into the head of one of the league's star players to not be suspended, but to be fined. Look, the NHL's got problems. All kind of problems. But at least they suspended Tom Flip and Wilson. And at least they escalated the suspensions each time because, hey, he's a repeat offender. You know who ain't getting suspended? That Vontae's perfect guy. And you know who's a repeat offender? That guy. He did it on purpose. So, in what realm does it make any sense to not suspend him for it? Uh, the NFL got this wrong. David DeCastro talked about it today in the Steelers' locker room, saying something along the lines of, the NFL does everything to protect quarterbacks, but there are other star players throughout the league not that are not quarterbacks, and they should do more to protect those guys, too. I could not agree more. Antonio Brown is a reason to go to NFL games. If you live in Oakland, or you live in Denver, or you live in Jacksonville, and you don't get to see Antonio Brown very often, if you live in New Orleans, and you don't get to see Le'Veon Bell very often, or pardon me, none of us get to see Le'Veon Bell very often, you don't get to see Antonio Brown very often, you're going to want to go to the stadium for that week. Those are games that are on the schedule. All those people, yes, in addition to wanting to see their own team, want to see guys like A.B. on the field. If Cincinnati goes to Jacksonville, Cincinnati goes to New Orleans, Cincinnati makes a trip to Denver or Oakland, do you think fans are lining up to watch Vontez Perfect play ball? Look, I know John Gruden is. He loves Vontez Perfect. He'll drool. And not out of his mouth when Vontez Perfect shows up. But nobody's buying tickets in Oakland or New Orleans or any of those places to watch that guy play. And he's out there delivering cheap shots on Antonio Brown's dome. Nah, F that. The league's got to step in. And yes, I know that they've been stepping in and stepping in and stepping in. And this isn't the first time he'd be suspended, but that's just the point. Step in again. Don't get soft now because the jabroni just came back. He came back. He did what he always does. You know what that screams to me? This junk hole comes back from being in jail. He's on parole. And he starts to drink anyhow. 
He goes out and steals a hot rod. He goes to the bank with a sock on his head. That's what this was to me. It's violation of parole. They should be watching this guy closer. How do you miss that, by the way? Because when I initially saw it, I didn't think it was the chicken wing. I thought it was the helmet. So that would make me even more likely to throw the flag. Uh, the NFL's got this all wrong. The NFL's got this backwards. I want to pay to watch Vontez Perfect play? Nah. I want to pay to watch A.B. play. You protect the quarterbacks, protect all the stars. And when the head gets hit, it should be penalized. At the very least. And for a guy who continues to do it, it should be suspendable. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Matt Williamson joining us in 12 minutes here on the Crowley Show. It was such a Bengals loss yesterday. The Steelers do what they always do. They come in there, they throw the ball to the tight end a thousand times. Actually, it was 14, but you get the point. Every game they play, it's the tight end getting at least 10 catches. They ran the ball the way that they always do in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati did what they always do. They pooped down their legs. It was a doo-doo bleep poopster, not a Juju Smith-Schuster. Think about it. Trey Kirkpatrick, he's like Walmart Adam Pac-Man Jones. First series of the game, or shortly thereafter. I don't remember I got an elbow to my head today. He's getting into it with Juju Smith-Schuster. And then he headbutts the guy. And it was that moment precisely where I thought, oh, this game's done. It's over because Dre's going to do something stupid. You know Vontez is going to do something stupid. And the Bengals are going to unravel the way that they do. Well, lo and behold, it's final drive of the game. Stiller's marching. It's third and ten. Ben Roethlisberger rolls to his right. Nobody open. Throws the ball to Juju over his head. Oh, boy, it's going to be fourth and ten. And I don't care where you're playing. Fourth and ten with the game on the line. It's tough to convert that play. But wait. It is not fourth and ten. It's first down. Why? Because Dre Kirkpatrick couldn't help himself. He couldn't keep his hand out of the cookie jar. He'd been grabbing A.B. all day, and this one, well, you couldn't get away with it because it was egregious. It was egregious. The office. And then he had the gall after the game to say, that call was trash. I want to play a little game with you guys. If you're driving, don't do this, even though you've all got computers in your hand. If you're at a stoplight, fine, but don't tell the cop it was me who told you to do it. Look this up. Kirkpatrick holds A.B. And watch it. Watch it at full speed. Watch it at slow motion. I'll give you about 10 seconds. Just watch it. And you tell me, when would this not have been a penalty? Maybe in 13-9, right? West Virginia got all the calls in that game, and they still lost by four points. That's the only game ever where that call's not being made. There was a run in that game. I don't want to, sorry to harp on it, but Shady McCoy went off for like a 40-yard game yes. and a key third down. The ref threw the flag from the press box. I swear to God he was getting nachos. The whistle blew. Eight to ten seconds passed. And like Pitt was setting up in the huddle, and then a flag came flying in. And they called holding. It was unbelievable. That was the worst officiated game I've ever seen. 
and I'm a West Virginia fan. The Big East wanted to get a national champion. Pitt would have won, what, 26 to 9? If not for the referees. But you tell me, in what other game other than 13 to 9 would that have not been a penalty? It's a penalty. It's a penalty, is a penalty, is a penalty. He's humping him up and down the field. That's not just a penalty, that's a felony. And you knew it was going to happen. It's so Bengals. There was a sign. It still probably is up in Paul Brown Stadium because Jacob Klinger tweeted a picture of it after the game. And it said, make them respect us. And it was pulled over one entire section at the bottom of the section. Make them respect us. Why would anybody in Pittsburgh, why would any Pittsburgh Steeler, why would the Steelers organization respect anything that had to do with the Bengals? Bengals fans, they don't show up. Remember the Thursday night game against Baltimore? Big swatches of green. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Here's some green seats. The football team hasn't won a playoff game with Marvin Lewis. Before Marvin Lewis got there, they were the Cleveland Browns. So they've been a joke for about three decades now. When they finally get to the playoffs, they lose to their arch rival that doesn't consider them a rival because Vontez Burfick took the head off of Antonio Brown and Adam Pac-Man Jones couldn't keep his hands to himself. Why you respect a franchise like that? Then this Sunday, Drake Kirkpatrick penalty. Vontez Perfect hits A B in the head. They give up a touchdown on a one minute drive at the end of the game. They give up fourteen catches to tight ends, two one hundred yard receivers, a one hundred yard rusher, and an almost four hundred yard passer in Ben Roethlisberger. They're 4-1 and one for the first time in a long time. They feel like they're a good football team. They believe in themselves, and they doo-doo bleep poopster down their leg. What's to respect? They choke in the biggest moments. Their fan base is a disgrace. And because they can't beat you, they go all Broad Street bullies and try to take your head off. Make them respect us. Win the football game and win it cleanly. Then there can be a conversation. But until then, it ain't worth talking about. 412-922-2874. We'll get into the, how the Steelers found themselves coming up after we talk to Matt Williamson. But Williamson from ClaytonFootball.com joins us next to talk about the Steelers and the rest of the league in that AFC North that I don't think you should trust other than the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Crowley Show. Is the Adam Crowley Show. Oh, no, 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 no. On ESPN Pittsburgh, the iHeartRadio app. Ed Bouchette reporting. This just in from a Steelers source. The Steelers are not expecting Le'Veon Bell to show up this week despite previous reports. See, that's odd. Because the Steelers haven't heard from Le'Veon, and they hadn't heard from Le'Veon before. So, is the source Le'Veon? Because if not, nothing changes in my mind. 
But something to monitor, to be sure. If he doesn't show up, they'll be okay. Better than I thought that they would be. When the season started, I thought if the Steelers don't have Le'Veon, they're not going to make the playoffs. Well, James Conner's proven to be a good back in this league, and you can survive with James. You can maybe even win with James. But I'd rather have Le'Veon Bell. Before we get to Matt Williamson from ClaytonFootball.com, let's go to Joe and Plum. What's up, Joe? Hey, Adam. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious. Why is he Why is he staying away from the Steelers facility? He doesn't want to get hurt. It's stupid, but he doesn't want to get hurt. Oh, please, Crummy River. Everybody gets hurt in this league. You know that. I do, and he does too. Uh, That's why he's staying away. He's and, and plus he's missing out on a big paycheck. He is. Hey, he wouldn't be doing this if I were his agent. And if I were his agent, I wouldn't be here doing this. And if I weren't here doing this, there'd be a lot of bored people driving home on the parkway. If there were a lot of bored people driving on the parkway, fatalities would be up. So good thing I'm not Lev Bell's agent. Matt Williamson joins us now on the program. He, of course, a member of the Steelers Radio Network team. You can hear him every day on Steelers Nation Radio. And, of course, he writes for ClaytonFootball.com. Williamson, what's up, homie? What's going on with you? Nothing. Should Perfect be suspended? Uh, yeah. Woo! I think so. I mean, it's a borderline one. I mean, like, let's pretend that that was Vince Williams or Bostic or somebody with a clean record, and if you just isolated that incident, I would say that's a coin flip. Yes. There's a 50% chance that he gets suspended. But with his record, I mean, I know it wasn't a penalty, and, um... You know, they got to review it, and they should definitely suspend them and at least a game. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, Matt Williamson joining us here on the show. Before we get to the rest of the league, let's chew on the Steelers a little bit more. If there's a better offensive line in football or one that's playing better than the Steelers right now, which offensive line would it be? Is there one? Um, Saints are very impressive. The Eagles were probably the best line in the league last year. But haven't lived up to it, so no. <sighs> I'm not. I, I, they might be number one. And you know what? The Rams are really good. The Rams are really good. And but, but they're they're definitely in the conversation. There's no doubt about that. They are, and to me, that was my favorite thing that came out of that game, or, or the thing that's not being talked about enough in that game was dominance. You know, they've really been a great pass blocking line for a while now. And the run blocking has been above average to good, but both were really in form against a good D-line. Yeah, I thought they had their way with Cincinnati, and just looking at some of the metrics here, I think they've only given up six pressures in the last three games as an offensive line. Ben's only been sacked once in the last three games. They're playing at a really high level right now. Uh, On the defense, we're seeing the Steelers. You know what, real quick on that. They said that Ben got hit once yesterday. And Dale and I couldn't figure out even nope, where that was. I don't. I don't. I didn't see it. I don't. <laughs> right. I'll tell you he didn't. So how about that? And if you yeah, and if you and Dale didn't see it, then I really believe it. Uh, Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show from Steelers Nation Radio and the Steelers Radio Network, of course, ClaytonFootball.com. Uh, Matt, the defense they got pressure again on Dalton. Three drives stalled and forced to punt because of sacks by that side of the ball. It seemed like they didn't time up the blitzes as well as they had. The previous week, it looked like Hilton was late coming on a couple of them, which is really uncharacteristic. But 
Other than that, I mean, they're getting pressure on the quarterback, and I think if you can do one thing well on both sides of the ball in today's NFL, you should be good enough to make the playoffs. Uh, I believe in their ability to bring consistent pressure now. I do, too. And what what was nice yesterday, kind of like you said, it wasn't as manufactured. It wasn't as blitz-oriented. You know, Hargraves winning one-on-one, beating up on him. Not so great center, but that's what he's supposed to do. To what I thought had his best game and certainly his most impactful game. Hayward was slow and the edge guys, or, you know, were quiet. The edge guys in Hayward were quiet. But they still were getting pretty consistent pressure. And what I think wasn't necessarily their best pass-rushing day, but they have so many pretty good dudes as well as a really good scheme that they're getting it week after week and with some consistency. And like you said, if I have one defense in today's NFL, it's pressure. And, you know, they led the league in sacks last year, too. Watching six weeks of football now, you saw how the Steelers' defense played against the Chiefs, and at the time it was like, holy hell, they've not learned anything. They're terrible. They've not gotten better at all since last year. Well, now we've watched the Chiefs play a bunch, and yeah. they they have scored on everybody. I've also seen a bunch of defenses play. Where do you put the Steelers' defense in the NFL right now? Because there are some terrible Ds out there. Oh, man. I mean, like, I'm not sure if I said this to you, but I said it on my podcast and in writings the entire offseason and many times. Because every game this year is going to go that way. I mean, that's just their defense is terrible. Their offense is a juggernaut. You saw it last night against the Patriots. You know, oh, the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, so the Patriots tapped into them, too. Um, it's funny because... If I were to rank the 32 defenses, the Steelers would not be near the bottom. And a lot of it goes back to the last conversation because they have a consistent and strong pass rush. And therefore, they you know get turnovers, they get sacks, they get big plays, and they rush quarterbacks. It would be, I mean, if you broke them up into thirds, it would be in the middle third, but near the bottom of that. Which team has the best defense in the league? Two days ago, I would have said Jacksonville and Jeez. Chicago stood alone. But, boy, those two got destroyed <laughs> on the road. Destroyed. Um, the Ravens had 11 sacks and just beat the crap out of the Titans. So I think they're in the conversation, too. Does that kind of serve as a microcosm for what the NFL is right now? I mean, outside of a handful of teams, maybe a handful even, I mean, who's really good? Who's really bad? I mean, I'm having a difficult time with that. We're six weeks in. It's not like it's just the beginning of the season. It's halfway through month number two. It is. Um, I'm start. I'm actually going to write an article when I get home here in a couple minutes about the tiers of the AFC because I think they're starting to become a little bit clear where I think the teams you saw last night in New England kind of stand alone in the AFC. But then there's the Steelers, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Bengals, where I think all those teams are legitimately good. You're playing playoff-like football. And that the AFC, which I didn't expect, is maybe the superior conference. Wow. Yeah, I mean, teams like Atlanta and Philadelphia aren't the juggernaut you thought. Who knows what Green Bay is. So uh, I think it's starting to you know round into shape, but more so in the AFC than the NFC. You go back 10 years, and a team that had a great offense and a bad defense, I think you'd say, yeah, I don't think they're a legitimate caliber Super Bowl contender. 
Well, do you write off teams like that now? Do you think that, I mean, I know you just said that you tier Kansas City in that top tier in the AFC. I mean, do you think a team with a defense that bad can win the Super Bowl? Yes, and and really the Rams defense is playing pretty poorly right, right. now, too. I mean, they have bigger name guys and they're capable of better things, but it's not been that great. I mean, we saw New England's that they let up a ton of points, and we know they're better in the red zone and they kind of bend but don't break, but... I tend to think, yeah, you know, like without a doubt, if you could say you could have a top five offense or a top five defense, I would definitely pick the offense. Yeah, I think you have to in today's league. Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. Okay, Saints, Rams, Chiefs, Patriots. Who else? Who else? else? I I think they're all the tier one teams. Yeah. You know, and then I mentioned those AFC teams. The Chargers are really good, by the way, and they get Bosa back soon. And Rivers is playing out of his mind. They might be fifth on my list. Then you're talking Steelers, Ravens, Bengals would be the last of those teams, but they're right there. Maybe the Eagles, maybe the Vikes. Curious what Green Bay looks like tonight, but the Tier 2 in the NFC to me, is pretty foggy and not nearly as strong. And I'm a big Saints believer, though. I love the Saints, too. They're yeah. my pick to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Do, yeah, me too. Do you think that the AFC South should be shot in space? Yeah, for sure. Holy I mean, crap. Be... I mean, where do you even lean right now? I mean, do you lean Jags just based on default expectations coming in? Because you, you saw the Jags not being great coming a little bit. Yeah, right. I mean, there's a lot of signs to say the Jags are going to come back to earth, with the biggest one being that they're just bad at quarterback. Um, it's great. Andrew Luck's playing really, really well, but that roster's horrible. The Tex, I mean, could the Texans get hot? They've been really bad, too, but I, uh, I can't get behind Tennessee. If, Mariota's hurt. Let, I mean, me, let me ask this question, Matt. If Andrew Luck played on the... Jaguars. Is there a better team in football? They're the tier, they're tier, tier tier one team for sure, and I might put them first overall. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a superstar. The Browns have been up and down. Do you think they're a, Do you think they're a playoff type team, or do you think they've got another year or so, or a coaching change that would help them move in that direction? Well, that's what they got to worry about. Is they'll be too good to get fired, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what Steeler fans should hold on to. You want the Browns to keep winning here and there so the view comes back. Um, I kind of look at them as a roster that when the attrition of the, of the year starts to settle in and injuries and bumps and bruises, that they'll start to drop off a little bit. You know, like, if, you know, on their 53-man roster, I said something on lines today, like, they got 40 NFL players. You know what I mean? Like, when things start, when the going gets tough, they're going to start to get exposed a little bit just because their young depth is poor. You know, they, they might need another offseason of adding five more free agents. You know what I mean? Understood. Matt? But I don't think they have big holes. You know, like, you go into the offseason, like, what's the Browns' biggest need? There's not a massive Yeah, I can't believe I've said that. They're competitive, man. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they just beat the Ravens, who then went and turned around and had 11 sacks. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're a football team that can compete. They tied the Steelers, and the Steelers are a half game away from the division lead. Uh, Matt, really? And that brings me back to the Chargers being really good. 
That's true. They're, what are they, they're two losses this year against the Rams and the Chiefs. Yeah, that's well said, yeah. <laughs> that was That's from Shirtless Tom. Uh, appreciate the time, Matt. Uh, you take care, buddy, and we'll talk soon. All right, brother. See you later. All right. That's Matt Williamson. WilliamsonFootball.com is what he used to work for, and now it's ClaytonFootball.com with John Clayton, who, no offense, thought he was dead. But he lives. He's writing about football. Before we get to the hottest take of the day, three stars of the show and other crap, we've got Brian and Aliquippa. Hey, man. How you doing, sir? Good. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Um, good. Um, I, I, um, I came up with the perfect analogy for um, Vontez Perfect. I was telling your producer that, and here it is, Vontez Perfect is, is the NFL's version of Tom Wilson of the NHL. What? <laughs> Oh my God! There's no, that is so perfect. That and and and, and the other thing I called about is you, you know you 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 basically take a look at what the Steelers did yesterday in that game and what Connor's done over the last three games. I hear you saying we need Le'Veon back. No, but do you? But yeah, yeah. The, my, my question is, do you think they're going to if Le'Veon does come back? Do you think Bell's going to have to say and say, hey? Connor is playing good, so we might as well keep Connor in there and just use Levy on the goal line. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Brian. I don't think they need Le'Veon. They're a good football team right now. They've turned things around. I think they'd be better with Le'Veon because he's an all-pro. I also don't think it comes down to what Le'Veon says. I think it comes down to what Mike Tomlin says, and Mike Tomlin's probably going to say that James Connor deserves it. Ben Roethlisberger says that James Conner deserves it, so much so that he was tongue-in-cheek yesterday making fun of the fact that Le'Veon Bell might be returning. Also, the Tom Wilson thing. Holy hell, never heard it. It's surprising, really, that that analogy would be drawn. I kid, we've talked about it earlier on in the show. But keep listening, keep trying, and be better next time. I'm kidding, Brian. Never call back again. Okay, I'm actually kidding. What are you doing? I'm actually kidding. What are you doing? I'm actually kidding. Thank you for listening, Brent. Jesus. Never call back again. Stop! Stop it. 412-922-2874. We have fun on the show. Yeah, Brian, anytime you want, call up. Coming up next, hottest take of the day. has to deal with heartbreak. Three stars of the show. And, of course, other crap. TSP in Pittsburgh. Tweet Adam at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh, no, finish your tweet. Just give us a second. There you go. Hashtag it. This is the Adam Crowley Show on 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. It was fun today to beat up on the Bengals. Just like I'm sure it was fun for the Steelers to beat up on the Bengals on Sunday. There's a lot more to take away from the black and gold side of things. They found themselves. I don't know if this is the best team in football. I tend to think not. But I do think that they can be in that conversation. And I said at the beginning of the year, I didn't think that they'd be a team that was a great team. I thought that they'd struggle at times. 
I didn't think the defense was great, and I thought they'd be inconsistent offensively. We've seen those things, but we've now, over the last two weeks, seen that they've taken steps. And they've won three out of four. And when information changes, opinion needs to change. Think about the pressure they've been bringing. Vince Williams, Javon Hargrave, to it. They each had sacks that killed drives. The offensive line's playing as good as any in football. You just heard Matt Williamson say. Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger are now on the same page. 105 yards, five catches. And the Steelers have been slow starters of late. Since 2013, the Steelers are 9-11-1 in September. They're 47-18 in any other month. So this is who they are. You can call Tomlin a cheerleader if you want. But the Steelers always seem to get better as the year goes on. That's what you're supposed to do. Hell, the Patriots are 4-4 four and four in September the last two years. They get better as the years move on. You'd like to be good from the start, but if you're not, you want to get better. And the Steelers do under Mike Tomlin. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> Being a West Virginia fan... Flipping sucks. They always let you down. But at least they're always in a position to let you down. Pitch just sucks. Wah. Wah. My team died. I'm going to lash out and take out Pitt. Wah. Pitt is three and four. They are not nationally relevant whatsoever. And I don't think West Virginia is going to do this. But if they were to win out, they're Big 12 champs and they have a shot at the playoff. I had a lot of Pitt fans sliding into my menchies the other day saying, Oh, it sucked your team lost. You guys blow. Ha ha, West Virginia. I mean, you're living in a glass house, man. You can't cast stones. Get the hell out of here. Okay, Crowley. Get the hell out of here. The rivalry. Get the hell out of here! When my team, they went to Ames or Iowa City. I always confused the two, and they lost. I don't think they knew where they were, Tom. No, seriously, I don't think they did. They didn't have a clue. Less than 200 yards total offense. Holy bleep! Penn State also lost, so that made me feel better. Hell yeah. That was nice. We almost got the perfect storm if Pitt would have freaking held on and Get not the hell out of here! Too. If... You had a choice growing up of being a Cubs fan or a Pirates fan. And you're my age, 27. I think you'd prefer being a Cubs fan. That's kind of what West Virginia's become. They're contenders. They're around it. They've been ranked every year but one at one point or another during Dana Holgerson's tenure. But they've never gotten past that. It's like the Cubs. Kept getting to the playoffs, getting to the playoffs, getting to the playoffs. And nothing. But being a Pitt fan is like being a Pirates fan. Never in the conversation. The Cubs won a World Series, buddy. Yeah, I'm talking about pre that. Uh, okay, so we cut this off in 2016. It's my hottest take of the day, You're not right, yours. Sorry. Let me get the hell out of here. That was the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. Red Sox ace Chris Sale was hospitalized with a stomach illness. So it will be his second straight day with a gut check. Woo! Other crap. Packers Niners tonight. I don't know about you, but I think San Fran will be hard to beat. Woo! Other crap. Beat hard. Woo! 
other crap. Bethard? Woo! Other crap. Beatard. Woo! Other crap. It's been eight days since the Browns won a game. Woo! Other crap. It's been 520 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Tonight's third star of the show, goal line offense. You've got four opportunities to get the ball in from the one-yard line. I'm sneaking it, sneaking it, sneaking it, sneaking it. Or I'm sneaking it, Connoring in it, sneaking it, Connoring in it. That's the way I'm going. Tonight's second star of the show, major media market stardom. I would pay my money to watch Antonio Brown play. I don't have to because I'm a huge, big-time, major media market star, and I just go for free. They invite me. Crowley, come on down. Got a press pass for you. We love you, man. Come watch the game. And I think it's even more major media market star that you turn them down every time. Every say, time. You know what? I can't go. I can't make it, guys. Sorry. Maybe next time. Keep their hopes up. And they'll keep inviting me. Every time. It never stops. Never. And tonight's first star of the show, Promises Kept. Le'Veon Bell didn't show up today. <laughs> oh my god. We're still feeling a little sick, huh? It was back there. Yeah, oh yeah. It was back there. It was in there. It just needed to come out. According to Ed Bouchette, Le'Veon Bell's not showing up this week. At all? At this all. This entire week? At not all. even a Wednesday, maybe? At all. But he's a racist. What does he know? Yeah, seriously. I mean, get out of here. He just tries to stir it up on Twitter, huh? That's what Le'Veon Bell told me. Or, pardon me, Antonio Brown told me. How quickly the seasons change in Pittsburgh. Not weather-wise, but last week we're talking about Antonio Brown throwing things off of a 14-story floor balcony at Children. This week it's, where's Le'Veon Bell? But now the report is that Le'Veon Bell won't show up. But now does... That mean that Jacob Klinger and Mark Kabali and Chris Adamski and Joe Rudder are going to be sitting outside the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex anymore? Or are they going to not sit outside the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex? Did anybody tell Klinger? I mean, it's getting cold out there. You said it's going to be 35 degrees tomorrow morning. Someone better let him know that he's not coming or else he's going to be out there all night. You think Klinger's out there right now? I, dude, if no one told him, and I know he's great at his job, he'll be there. He's going to stay. He's probably setting up a hammock right now along the walkway right outside the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. I don't know about that. I'm calling him. Should we call him? We can call him right now. I don't want to call him. Who let the dogs out? Let him get pneumonia. Tomorrow on the show, Brian's still gone. And I've got nothing else planned. I'm guessing we'll talk about whether or not Le'Veon Bell is here. He won't. So there's not really a new angle there. Although him not showing up kind of is a new angle, right? Because he lied again, right? Unless it wasn't him who told Jeremy Fowler that he would be here. Are we calling out Fowler? I don't think we're calling out Fowler. I don't know what. I like Fowler. I don't get it. All right, here's what we're going to do. You, me, Kellen, Travis, everyone who's in the building right now, we're getting our hammocks. We're going to the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. We're figuring it out ourselves. 